Well, good morning. As we continue our series, I'll do it tomorrow. Are we still putting off things that we could do today till tomorrow? So we're three weeks into this series and we're still kind of doing the same thing, right? Kind of that old, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. And, and as I was preparing this message, I got to thinking, I don't think I have ever preached a message on procrastination. And then I kind of wonder why. You know, and then I got to thinking, have I ever really heard a sermon on procrastination? And I got to thinking, well, I really haven't even heard one. And, you know, because I think all of us run into that same problem. You know, we procrastinate, we put off till tomorrow what we could do today. And as I was thinking about this whole procrastination, I know we're all guilty of it. I started thinking, hey, if there's so many people who procrastinate, there's got to be a group for it, right? So, so I looked online, and I actually found out the Procrastinators Club of America is based out of Philadelphia, PA, and it was actually founded in 1956. They said they got thousands of members, but they're waiting on millions to still join. You know, so kind of like us, I know some of us, you know, we probably want to be part of that club, but we just haven't joined it yet. There's actually a Facebook page for the National Association of Procrastinators, shortly known as NAP. They were created, it was created back in 2012. They actually have two posts in 10 years, and one of the posts actually says this, well, this page has been procrastinating about writing something, but someday we must give in. Now, what I really liked is I did find there is the Procrastinators of Society, and they actually have a creed. So here's a couple things in the Procrastinators Creed that I think some of us may actually believe or actually be committed to already. It says, I believe that if anything is worth doing, it would have already been done. Some of us can think that way. I shall never... Move quickly except to avoid more work or find excuses. I firmly believe that tomorrow holds the possibility for new technologies, astounding discoveries, and a reprieve from all of my obligations. How about if at first I don't succeed, there's always next year. And my personal favorite, I will never put off until tomorrow what I can forget about forever. So, and as funny as procrastination and some of this stuff, you, you read it and you're like, you know, well, I know someone who really does procrastinate. Nah, you know, maybe just a little bit. You know, I'm not really bad at it and, and, and I don't belong to this society and I don't need to be belonging to this club. But I think procrastination is something that we can all fall into. And, and when we fall into it, I think it can be very dangerous in our lives and especially within our spiritual lives. As we're trying to become more and more like Jesus, I think that, that we need to understand that changing our Christian walk can actually be hindered if we procrastinate. So we need to understand, we need to make sure that we do not allow ourselves to procrastinate. Especially when it comes to our walk with Jesus, we need to make sure we're doing what we're called to do. And so the whole question has to come out is, why do we procrastinate? And even more important is, if I do procrastinate, how do I stop doing it? 
And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at today. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, two verses, verses 15 and 16. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one in the back of the pew. Um, so real quick, we're not going to procrastinate. We're going to get right into it. So Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16. Pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So Heavenly Fathers, we dig into your word today, Lord. We ask that you open up our eyes that we may stop being the procrastinators that we are. Open our ears that we may hear your voice, and Lord, may my words be your words, and may you be glorified and make this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we dig in, and I really want to explore this whole procrastination thing, but I think before we get to the why do we procrastinate, we need to look at what we actually procrastinate about. Because each one of us may procrastinate a different way, uh, but each of us, if we're honest with each other, and we're in church, so we'll be honest with each other. How many people in here procrastinate? Anyone in here never procrastinate? All right, good. Thank God. I thought someone was going to procrastinate, maybe raising their hand. <laughs> Just should I or shouldn't I? I'm in church, so I got to do what's right, but maybe, maybe I shouldn't tell people. And see, I think we procrastinate about everyday things. You know, everyday things. You know, the mundane things that we got to do each and every day, and we got to kind of procrastinate over it. It's like, you know, man, I need to clean out my garage. <laughs> you want to know what I've been procrastinating about? Cleaning out my garage. <laughs> okay. So, but you may procrastinate about, hey, you, you, you got these things you got to do, and maybe it's, you know, just, just something simple. And then what we do is we decide, well, I really don't need to do it. It's not that important. It's kind of like an everyday thing. And, and, you know, maybe it's getting through your emails that you got 205 unread emails, you know, or, or, or maybe it's just, you know, doing something that you've been mean to do, but you haven't. And, and ultimately what happens is you, it'll start to nag you. Either the thing you're procrastinating or your significant other will start to nag you about procrastinating, not getting something done. And then you end up, you know, you kind of like, well, I got to get this done. But, you know, it's some boring things in life that it's easy to procrastinate. It's easy to say, well, well, let me put that off until tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. And you just keep putting it off and you know, because it's kind of like boring is no big deal. You know, it don't matter if I get that done this year or next year. Well, heck, them this stuff's been in the boxes since we moved six years ago in the garage. We might as well just throw it away because I haven't needed it. That makes cleaning a whole lot easier, right? And then you realize the memories that were in them boxes. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, one of the things is, you know, everyday things. I think one of the other things that we procrastinate is important things. Think about it. How many times do you procrastinate? Well, I'm not going to go to the dentist. Or, man, I don't want to go to the doctor. Some of us may procrastinate. You know, oh, I don't need to get the oil changed on the car this week. And then that next week becomes the following week and the following week. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's supposed to be at 5,000 miles and you're at 50,000 miles and you've never got your oil changed. 
you know. So, so you got these important things that we, that we need to do. Or, or maybe it's starting a diet or an exercise plan and it's, you know, we tend to put it off. And it's an important thing and understand that, that it can cost you. It can cost your health by not going to the dentist or the doctor or, or maybe not starting that diet or exercise plan. Well, at the same time, it could hurt your wallet if you don't do the primary maintenance on your vehicle or on your house. And in some cases, it's going to hurt you both physically and financially. Don't take care of your body and got to go to the doctor and then deal with what insurance don't pay, and it's going to hurt your wallet, correct? So we really need to watch it, what we actually procrastinate, and especially when it's important things, we need to make sure we get it done. The area I want to kind of talk about today is when we procrastinate about spiritual things. Well, I know I've got to read my Bible. I'll do it later. I know I got to pray. I'll do it later. And we put off these spiritual things until, until later because, you know, well, hey, you know, I, I got to finish my cup of coffee. Man, it's Saturday. Don't you know college game day is on? Well, I'm kind of busy at work and I have all these work emails, so I've got to do this. And well, my life's going on and, and we'll put off of these take away and we won't do these spiritual things that we need to do, reading God's word, spending time with him in prayer, um, trying to get rid of some sinful habit that we have. And, and instead of doing it and doing it now, we'll procrastinate and get away from what God's calling us to do and allowing that sinful nature to continue to, to grow in us. Or, or just what about, think about this, how many other people, well, I'll accept Jesus tomorrow. Well, I know I got to accept Jesus and I felt the Holy Spirit's been calling me, but you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a better day. Or even baptism. You know what? Hey, I've accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, and I know the next step of obedience is baptism. But man, I really don't want to get my hair wet. Do I really have to do that in front of everybody? And we'll put off this, you know, getting baptized. And, well, I was sprinkled as a baby. Doesn't that count? You know, and as you sit here and you look through God's Word, so these are some spiritual things. Other things that I think is one of the funniest ones, and I've been guilty of it myself in the past, is actually becoming a member of a church. Well, I'm there every week. Why do I need to become a member? Everybody knows me. Everyone knows I'm there. I do everything with the church, so why do I really need to become a member? And these are things that a lot of times we'll put off and we'll procrastinate about, and we won't take them next steps to move forward. And I think when we talk about this procrastination, when it comes to spiritual things, today is the day to talk about it. It's don't wait until tomorrow, because if we wait until tomorrow, we're never going to have that conversation, and we're definitely not going to talk about it because it's, tomorrow and not today. So, of course, that big question was, why do we procrastinate? You know, why do we actually do it? And I think that when we procrastinate, we all exhibit this same exact symptom. We're not doing something that we need to be doing. Think about that. When we procrastinate, we're not doing something that we need to be doing, and it could be anything at all that we need to be doing that we're not doing, 
then we are procrastinating. And I think when we realize that all of our symptoms are the same, but the cure is going to be different. Think about it this way. If I got a sore foot, and Mike's got a sore foot, the symptoms the same, we both got a sore foot, right? But now the cure could be different because say my foot is sore because I've got a, a splinter in there and it's infected, but he broke his toe. So even though both of us have sore feet, the, you know, the cause of our sore feet is what's going to be different. And then how we go about getting the soreness of our foot taken care of is going to depend on what the cause is. And I think when we look at why do we procrastinate, we need to look at what the actual cause of why we procrastinate. Because the symptom may be the same. None of us are doing what we should be doing, but the cause of us not doing it could be totally different. And I think sometimes we procrastinate because we're afraid. Think about it. You got this important decision that needs to be made. So you keep putting it off. And you keep putting it off because it's so important and you don't want to make the wrong decision. So instead of making any decision at all, you'll procrastinate and do nothing. And you let fear take over. And, and instead of doing what you're supposed to do, you'll let that fear get up inside of you and you'll just be idle. You won't do what you should be doing. So don't let fear, and what you got to do is the cause of your procrastination is fear, then you have to face that fear and you need to move forward. Make the decisions, whether it's the right decision or wrong decision, make a decision to move forward. Don't let fear stop you back or hold you back from moving forward. I think sometimes, and this could be me, we, we, uh, we procrastinate because of being perfectionists. Or like in my case, having CDO because OCD is not alphabetically correct. You know, and as a perfectionist, you, you got to have everything lined up, right? You've got to know all the details. You've got to know everything that's involved. And, and here we go, I'm a perfectionist. It's got to be done what? Perfectly. Or not at all. Exactly. So what we do is we get so caught up on, I need all the stars to align and it's got to be this perfect time. Everything's got to be perfect. And then I can do it and I'm going to accomplish the mission. And then when it doesn't line up, oh, you didn't give me enough time to get it done. So we'll use an excuse instead of actually doing what we're called to do. And what we'll do is we'll kind of put it off and we'll just say, well, you know, I didn't have all the details. I didn't have this or I was waiting on this or that because we try and be perfectionists. Sometimes we need to put our perfectness aside and continue to move forward. And remember that none of us will ever be perfect till we meet Jesus face to face, even though some of us try to be perfect in everything we do. Trust me, everything you do is not perfect. Something is wrong with everything we do, so we need to be afraid. Don't be afraid of failure and continue to move forward. I think sometimes we, show, we use this when we try to show someone who's boss. You know, you kind of put things off so you can say, hey, remember, I'm in charge. See, there's some people laughing because some people know about that. You know, in, in, in the... The world of psychiatry, we call it being passive-aggressive. But, but think about it. 
you know, my wife keeps nagging me to get this done. I'm going to show her. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> my boss wants to get this done. I'll show him. I'll show my boss who's the boss because if I don't give it to him, he's going to be in trouble with his boss. And we'll put off stuff to try and show that we're actually in charge or that we're the boss and the other person really isn't the boss. So, so we'll put these things off and, and, and use this passive-aggressive or procrastination. You know, you think about it like this. I know this task has to be done, but I'm not going to do it. Well, one even better. I know he wants to be there on time. I'm going to purposely be late to make them be late. Anyone ever done that? I know they're going, I'm just going to be late, so we got to be late because haha, I'm in charge and he's not, and I don't care if they're on time or not. I've been there, done that. Oh, you want to get there when? Oh, sorry, I happen to get stopped at every single yellow light. <laughs> you know, it's something that we do. So, so we try and use procrastination as a way to be the boss or to make people think we are the boss. And I think one of the common ways is just lack of perspective or lack of skill. You know, basically how you prioritize things each day. You know, each one of us has something to do, and it may be that, hey, I spent the day cleaning out the junk drawer that's still a junk drawer instead of cleaning the garage that needed to be cleaned. You know what I mean? It's about setting them priorities. It's going to work and saying, hey, I've got all these emails to do, but man, these are some good Facebook videos, or I spent all this time on TikTok, or, or I did all these other things, or yeah, I know I got these emails to do, but you know, my, my pencil drawer needed to be organized. You know, and, and we don't actually set the right priorities in our life. So a lot of times it's just a matter of not being organized and not doing what we should be doing or how we should be doing it. And, and think about it. Most of us would prefer to do an activity that's pleasurable to us than an activity that's hard. Because if it's hard and it requires effort, wouldn't you rather do something easy? Because the easy is the easy route, right? Man, if I can put that off, do I really need to do that? Hey, I've been putting off cleaning out my garage for a while. Six years. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> we did a quarter of it, but now the quarter of it's got more junk in it, so now i got more stuff i got to do anyways. So, of course, you know, so we've looked at, you know, why do we procrastinate? Well, it wouldn't be right if we talked about procrastination and didn't talk about how we can actually get past being a procrastinator. How can we apply this? How can we move forward? And, and, and maybe this week not procrastinate as much as we did last week and, and continue to grow in it. And I actually found these four principles from uh, Brandon Park. He's a pastor, author, and a life coach. And the four principles go with the acronym TIME, T-I-M-E. And basically what it is, so, so in addition to knowing what the cause is, because remember, you got to know what the cause is to get the remedy. So now you know what the cause is, whether it's fear, whether it's you want to be the boss, whether it's perfectionism or whatever else it could be that's causing you to procrastinate. Now you can use, know what it is and kind of use this principle. So time. T stands for tune. 
Tune in to God in prayer. Take time in the morning. Wake up in the morning and, and actually say, good morning, Lord, instead of good God, it's morning. You know what I mean, right? Some of us know that good God, it's morning thing. But instead, wake up and say, good morning, Lord. And I'm here to serve. How can I serve you this day? Open up that day in prayer and let him set your priorities for the day. Actually, take that time, tune into God in prayer. Let him set up your schedule for the day. See, so many times we get up in the morning, we get our schedule. Oh, got to get up. I got to make coffee. I got to get breakfast done. I got to do this. I've got to get the kids out to school. Or I've got to get lunches made so I can go to work. And, and then we do all this, and then we get out there, and then we're sitting in traffic, and, and now we get to work, and now we're late because we sat in traffic, and, and now everything's snowballing, and we still haven't said, good morning, Lord. We haven't even taken that time to acknowledge our creator and acknowledge who he is and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And then we'll try and fit it in around lunchtime, but then we get busy in the afternoon. Take time, start your day, get in tune with the Lord through prayer. The second thing we need to do, the I, I stands for identify. Identify the priorities of the day. So identify what it is the Lord wants you to do. You know, I read an article where Charles Schwab actually hired this guy named James Ivy, or Ivy James, to help him prioritize his day. And, and so Ivy came in, he says, okay, he kind of looked at what he's going to do, and he gave them this, this very simplistic thing to do. He told Charles Schwab, he said, hey, I want you first thing in the morning Take the six most important things you've got to accomplish today and write it on a piece of paper. And now that you've got them six things accomplished, put them in order of what needs to be accomplished first. So one through six, whatever needs to be accomplished first is number one, down to number six, and then accomplish what's number one. After you accomplish what's number one, go to number two, so on and so forth. So Charles Schwab asked him, hey, what do I owe you for this information? That's pretty simplistic, right? He said, right now, don't pay me anything. Do what I told you to do for a couple months, and then you pay me what you think it was worth to you. A couple months later, he received a check for $25,000 from Charles Schwab just for telling him, take the six most important things you need to do today and put them in order and do them in order. But how many times do we get so caught up on everything else? And instead of getting back to the basics, instead of taking something that is that simple that we can actually apply and do it in our lives, we'll try and do other things. So we need to identify our priorities and actually move on them each and every day. The M stands for motivate. Motivate yourself to act promptly. So I'm telling the procrastinator to motivate yourself to act promptly. That kind of goes against your procrastination, right? But it's a way to fix it. If we need to move forward, we need to continue to go. So we need to ask a question. How quickly do you obey God? Actually, better yet, how quickly should you obey God? 
Immediately, right? A slow obey is a no obey. A slow obey to the Lord is a no obey to the Lord. We, we ex he expects immediate obedience, and we ex should be obedient quickly. David wrote this in Psalm 119.60, I hurried not hesitating to keep your commands. Did not hesitate. And, and as you look through God's word, there's so many great stories of people who acted immediately on what God called them to do. You look back in Genesis and you look at, look at Abram. God says, tells, the, tells Abram, the Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. He then goes on and tells Abram how he's going to actually bless him. And then it goes immediately that says, so Abram went as the Lord told him. He was obedient to what God called him to do. Even you look in, in the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 4, verse 18 through 22. It says, as he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat in Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. When the Lord calls us, we need to immediately do what he calls us to do. Think about this. Is he going to have you do something right compared to what you may want to do yourself? Yeah, we'll get so caught up with, oh, the Lord wants me to do this. All right, Lord, give me a second. Give me a day. Well, Lord, you know, I, I, I really need just to do this one more time. Remember, a slow obey is a no obey when it comes to the Lord. We need to be obedient. We see obedience comes with the blessing throughout God's word. So we need to be obedient to what God calls us to do. And when he calls us to do it and when he sets our priorities for the day, be obedient and do what he calls you to do. Then we have the E. The E stands for energize. Energize your life with the power of God. Think about it. We gain our power from God, but the only way God's power is going to work through us if we allow our will to let it to work. Because think about that. It, God can have, God's got all that power and he's got something for us to do, but we still make that decision. We still make that decision every second of every day of, okay, well, God, I know you want me to do this, but you know, we always throw that butt out there in the way. And, and we get between what God wants done and, and what we want done. And, and we end up, you know, our own will can prevent God's energy from being used through us. But I'll guarantee you one thing, his will will always be done. If he does not use you, he will use somebody else. His will will be done whether you do it or someone else does it. Be obedient, be open, and be willing to do what God calls you to do. So the four principles, 
Tune into God through prayer. Identify the priorities of the day. Motivate yourself to act promptly and energize yourself with God's power. So let's finish up with this one last question. Why should we strive to overcome procrastination? Why should we strive to overcome it? And, and I've actually got two different answers for this one. So, so the first one is this, because procrastination doesn't take into account the uncertainty of life. It doesn't take into account tomorrow. Inside the Bible, the Bible gives 18 different metaphors to make a point of the uncertainty of time. It uses uh, flowers, grass, mist, and even fog. In Proverbs 27, 1, it says, Don't bust about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day might bring. Of course, James 4, 13 and 14, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What your life will be for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Psalm 90 verse 12 teaches to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. And even today's scripture, be careful, uh, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of time because the days are evil. Time is a gift from God. Think about this. Think about you getting a call from your bank. And your bank tells you, hey, we've got someone who has decided to take 86,400 pennies a day or $864 a day and put it into your account. And you're going to get $864 put in your checking account every single day. Be mighty happy about that, right? Whew, I'm getting $864 a day the rest of my life. Oh, but there's a stipulation. You've got to use that $864 each day. So you've got to spend it. Which still don't seem bad, right? Hey, you're going to give me $864? I'm sure I can come up with something to spend $864 on each and every day. But now here's the catch. If you don't spend all of it, whatever is left in your account at the end of the day is taken away. So if you spend 800, there's 64 in there, they're going to take that $64 away. So you can't plan for the future. Now at the same time, if you don't spend all 864 each and every day, and you continue to not do it, they're going to stop giving you that money each day. No. So basically, you've got to have and spend it each and every day. Well, did you know that God puts 86,400 seconds into your life every day? Think about that. 86,400 seconds, which is 1,440 minutes or 24 hours. So God gives each one of us 24 hours each, each and every day so that we can spend it wisely and do what he calls us to do. And you can't carry a second from today on to tomorrow, right? God's going to give you enough time each day to do what he calls you to do. The difference is, are we actually going to do what he calls us to do? And if he's going to put this time in our bank each and every day for us to do his will and do what he called us to do, why should we ever talk about tomorrow? 
We should always talk about today because today is the day. Today is the day that God has given us to do a certain task. So we need to make sure that we do what God called us to do each and every day. And instead of waiting to say, I'll do it tomorrow, be obedient and do it today. Because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Use your time wisely each and every day. I think the second thing to overcome procrastination is because it doesn't take into account that uniqueness that comes from God. Think about those days and, and when God seems to eliminate time and space and you have that personal encounter with him. He's got that thing for you to do and you hear his voice like he's standing right next to you. And, and he comes up and, hey, you know what, Kathy, today I need you to do this. And you hear it so clearly, and it's that personal encounter that you have no choice. I've got to do this today. I know it's from the Lord. You see, when you procrastinate, you tend to not hear that voice. Because we continue to put it off until tomorrow to the point that we've got so much that we put off until tomorrow that there's so much noise that we don't even hear the voice of God. We don't even hear those unique opportunities that he has for us. We don't hear his voice because we're too busy procrastinating about everything. <clears throat> Take that time and obey what he calls you to do. Because remember, if tomorrow or the next week comes and our minds are going to be filled with all these other thoughts, we're not going to hear what God's got to say. Take the steps to stop procrastinating. And remember, like I said at the beginning, changing our Christian walk can be hindered by our procrastination. Changing our walk to be more like Jesus can be hindered if we continue to procrastinate. We need to ensure that we don't get caught up in that. One of the biggest lies that Satan tells each and every one of us is, oh, you can do that tomorrow. Oh, don't you want to do this instead? Oh, you know you can put that off. Kind of like that old, did he say you couldn't eat? Did he say this? And we end up hearing that voice inside of our head of, well, you know, I know I need to talk to my family members about Jesus, but I can do that tomorrow. You know, I've got time. I can do that tomorrow. Oh, wait, I, I, I've got to call up this person because I, I know something's going on, but you know what? I'll do that tomorrow. And, and you hear Satan inside of you saying, go ahead, put it off. It's okay. It's not okay to put it off. A slow obey is a no obey when it comes to doing what God calls us to do. You want to not procrastinate. Start thinking about what God wants you to do and do it now. As Nike says, just do it. Put down whatever it was you had planned and listen to what he's called you to do and actually go do what he's called you to do. Because you got to ask yourself, who are you listening to? Whose instructions are you following? Are you listening to what God calls you to do or are you listening to yourself? 
Or are you listening to that fear that's inside of you or that perfectionist that's inside of you? Start looking at what is stopping you from doing what God called you to do. Put it to the side and say, today is the day. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to do what he's called me to do, and I'm going to be obedient and step forward in what he has called me to do. And you may be surprised on what happens. Because so many times it'll be like, oh, we, we paralyze ourselves with fear because we're afraid to move forward. Take time to read his word. Take time to say, good morning, Lord, instead of, good Lord, it's morning. Have him set the priorities of your day each and every day. Look at what he's called you to do and go get it done. Get done what he's called you to do. There are people who will spend eternity in hell because someone didn't do what God called them to do. Think about that. Each one of us has family and friends that don't know Jesus. And we've been putting it off. The Lord's given us opportunities to talk about it. And we've done something else instead. Stop procrastinating and do it today. Amen? And maybe you're sitting here and saying, well, you know, Pastor, that, that whole accepting Jesus thing, well, I've been putting it off. I haven't accepted Jesus as my Lord. And, you know, I'm going to be like the thief on the cross. I'll wait in the last minute. I'm going to accept Jesus because I, I know I can do it in my last breath. You think you can do it in your last breath. Because no one knows what their last breath is going to be. God's word says today is the day of salvation. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, today is the day of your salvation. If you're trying to get things right, don't worry about it. God's word says we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. So guess what? Everyone in here is a sinner. We all fall short of the glory of God. So if you're waiting to become perfect... It's not going to happen, so stop procrastinating and make that move today. God's Word says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's where it starts. That, that's where it starts being obedient, doing what He called you to do, coming forward, accepting Him as your personal Lord and Savior, and then you got to go do that work. You notice you can't work your way into heaven. But when you accept Jesus, there's work to do. And that work is to go and make disciples of all nations. That work is to go and tell people about your Jesus. That work is to become more like Jesus through your sanctification. That, that's that work that you do for him each and every day. That work may be feeding the hungry. It may be clothing the naked. It may be anything at all. But he's going to have something for you to do each and every day. And if you're too busy listening to everything else, you're not going to hear what he's got for you to do today. So if you've never accepted Jesus, I encourage you, today is the day. Uh, during the, this final, I'll be off to the side. You can come up here. We can talk about it. We can pray about it. And you can come and join our messed up, jacked up family. Because we are messed up and we're jacked up, but man, we are loved. We are loved by a loving God. 
And then maybe you're sitting here and you're like, well, pastor, you know, I've been procrastinating because I'm not doing what the Lord told me to do. I've been putting off till tomorrow so much that tomorrow's a year away. And, and, and pastor, you know, I, I know I got this stuff I got to do. Well, you know what? Stop procrastinating about it. And maybe today's the day you actually need to come up here to this altar and take a knee and give it back to God. And tell him, Lord, I'm not going to procrastinate anymore. I want to do what you called me to do. Because a lot of us won't even do that. We'll sit there in the pew and procrastinate about, man, I don't want to go up there. Yeah, that's like 20 steps. Everyone's going to be seeing me go up there. That's okay. Remember, we're all sinners. We all fall short. Each one of us has something different that we procrastinate about. And maybe you just need to come up here and pray, God, give me the strength to cure my procrastination. Maybe today's the day you got to make that move. Maybe today's the day that you've got to finally say, that's it. I'm doing what you called me to do, Lord. Because that's what we're called to do. Slow obey is a no obey. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the wisdom that comes through your word. And Lord, as I, I pray this prayer for not only those here, those for church online, but even for myself, Lord. Lord, we all fall into procrastination. We all fall into that putting off till tomorrow what we could do today. And unfortunately, Lord, we do it when it comes to you. You know, sometimes it may be okay to do it with certain things in life, but Lord, we should never procrastinate with what you call us to do. So Lord, as I raise this prayer to you and I raise all of those within the sound of my voice, Lord, that they will make a move and start today to make a change and that they will seek you they will seek your will that they will start their day with you in prayer they'll prioritize their life about what you want them to do and lord that they will actually be doers of what you call them to do that they will not hesitate that they will not blink an eye that they will just say yes and move because lord this culture this world needs you and Lord, part of what you want us to do is to tell people about our Jesus. So Lord, I ask that you empower each of us to make that move. And Lord, may we never again put off till tomorrow what we can do today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, 
definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com. And on the very front page, you say, give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.